Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. 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 Spider sense tingling. I'm in for some trouble. Something's turning my spider sense off. My spider sense is tingling. I feel my spider sense. My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? You know, instead of doing this podcast, what if we just play another round of Video Man? <laughs> you creep. <laughs> to listen to the show, find us on foureyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. We're still here with Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Indeed. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Are we recovered from last week is the real question. Yes. Well, (laughs) inside baseball, we recorded this back to back with that one. So if our minds seem lost, that's why. So, um, yeah, we've got this. You listeners have had a week to recover. (laughs) We've had minutes. About five minutes. (laughs) Five minutes. Um, And we're jumping into another one that's trippy. This is this is not the same as the last one in any regard, but. No. It's trippy in its own ways, but I think it's a fun, more fun kind of trippy, I feel like. Yeah, I think this one's fun. It's uh, it's higher concept than I would have expected. It is. It is. And actually, I think this isn't like an official research thing, but like anecdotally, I've, I've seen this on other places. And I think the Wikipedia page says it too, that like Video Man is what we're talking about. And that character and concept was like one of the more popular ones from this show because it's an original character created for this show. And he pops up in, in a couple of different capacities, like more. Like, I think he's in like a total of three episodes on the whole run of the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, or at least like a variation of them. I think the last one is like a, to- is like a different spin on him, but, um, which is funny considering he's like not, doesn't seem to be like a sentient creature in this one. So no, he doesn't <laughs> have like a personality or at least in this episode, even a voice. <laughs> right. I so it's think, wild that he ends up being a recurring character. I think it's simply that people were all about the idea of video games in 1981. <laughs> so yeah. like as this new cool concept and it is kind of cool that this show is sort of tackling the earliest stages of video games when it became a commercial thing, <laughs> tackling it's kind of so early into the life of like what video games were. Yeah, it is very cool. I definitely understand why it would have been like a popular concept because some of the things they do in this episode, even now, is like, oh, that's really neat. Like, you know, I don't know how groundbreaking it was for them to do it at the time. It's certainly not in 2020, but just the way that they pull off what they were doing, I think is really fun. Yes, I agree. I agree. So we are talking about Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, Season 1, Episode 7, as we said, entitled Video Man. The synopsis per IMDb is kind of a long one this time, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in this one. Electro plots to take over New York City by harvesting all of the city's electric power. To help him accomplish his scheme, he breaks into an arcade video game to create Video Man, an electronic being whose primary aim is to gather the needed supplies to create the giant transformer that will give Electro the unlimited power he desires. 
and stop any spider friends that get in his way. This episode originally aired on October 24th, 1981. It was written by Christy Marks, who we have talked about before. We talked about her on our ninth episode when we talked about good old Mr. Frump. Yes, yes, she wrote that one. So, you know, she knows how to write, like, high-concept trippy stuff. There's definitely some, like, horror in this one in the same way that Frump (laughs) had some, like, visceral horror in it. So, (laughs) psychological, existential horror. So this episode has one, well, it has two major characters introduced and spotlighted, but one of them, as we mentioned, doesn't necessarily have a personality or a voice, so there's no voice actor behind them. So that one is Video Man. The other is Electro, who is also in that synopsis. And Electro in this series is portrayed by Alan Melvin. He portrayed Corporal Henshaw on the Phil Silver show, which I didn't recognize by that name, but is, I think, more colloquially referred to as Sergeant Bilko, which I did recognize. Oh, okay. Had no idea Sergeant Bilko wasn't the name of that show. (laughs) Yeah, weird. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. I believe that was his first... uh, acting credit at least on television okay and his longest running television credit he was in nearly every single of the 144 episodes of that show and corporal henshaw i believe is one of the three main characters so pretty big deal right off the bat he then went on to guest on a number of live action series such as mikhail's navy perry mason andy griffith uh, and gomer pyle the brady bunch and a number of others in sort of like one to five episode sort of spots um i don't think he ever really had another role quite like the one he had on sergeant bilko uh, but he's in a lot of stuff so he, he continues to appear all over the place he has some other voice credits some of which include mcgilla gorilla on the mcgilla gorilla show and a number of other shows uh like yogi bear or shows in that sort of same universe or production universe He's Bluto across a few Popeye properties, including a dozen episodes of a show called Popeye and Son. Hot. Right. A variety of characters in a couple dozen episodes of the 70s Flash Gordon cartoon. Provides additional voices in the Plastic Man comedy adventure show, which pops up a lot when we talk about Amazing Friends. Yes. And one episode of the live action Kung Fu, which we previously mentioned, in which he voices a demon. Okay. Well, you got a voice for it. Cool. Indeed. I found out that our library has at least some of the show Kung Fu. So it is real. Well, (laughs) I knew it was real. (laughs) I had my doubts. (laughs) Maybe I just wanted to believe it never happened. Yeah. I mean, you know. eh, (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's also worth mentioning. I know we've talked about him before because he's been in a previous episode. But Flash is also voiced by Frank Welker. Oh, yeah. Who voices Bobby and has a very distinct voice. And that makes things a little weird in this one where Flash is featured heavily. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny when Flash and Bobby talk to each other because, you know, Frank Welker does sort of like a a lower, more brutish voice for Flash Mm -hmm. Thompson. But it's at its lowest and most brutish when he's also voicing Bobby in the same scene. So it's like really, really funny and pronounced when he's doing both voices. (laughs) It's so so funny. funny. He's like, you know, he's a really great voice actor in a lot of ways, but like for voicing human characters, he doesn't have a lot of range. So like. No, because he is. We've I know we've talked about this. I don't know what to call the thing in his voice, but there's just something about his voice where you always know it's him. Right. And he can't get rid of that quality. It's just it's it's part of his voice. Yeah. So uh, it's not. Yeah. It's not like he can even do 
two wildly different voices and and have you wonder it's like no that's very obviously frank welker <laughs> yeah you can do animals and you would and you wouldn't know but yeah like for people yeah it's always a frank welker voice and it's it's so funny that like they had him voice not only another character on this show that ends up being featured prominently but like another character that like also kind of looks similar to bobby to the point that mm-hmm. they have to like change what is canonically blonde hair to darker hair just to make him look less like bobby <laughs> yep gotta make sure they aren't mistaken for each other too much <laughs> yeah so this episode opens in a video game arcade which you know kind of a new thing in uh, 1981 flash thompson is there playing a new cabinet called video man wherein you are playing a character named Bluehead shooting like balls at video man yeah so you know games were primitive then but i like that it's Bluehead versus video man okay, yeah sure all right did he choose that character is everybody Bluehead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah hard to tell what kind of i guess it's a, supposed to be like a fighting game thing i don't know whatever it doesn't matter flash yeah. is playing it and he is obsessed with it yeah, we should mention if 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 knowing that this came out in 1981 doesn't indicate this, every game we're going to mention is like white lines on a black background type game. Think Pong, think like Meteors or Asteroid. Like every game looks like yeah, that. Yeah, like Space Invaders kind of. No, yeah. not even Space Space Invaders is too uh I think it has like Bit colors too in advanced. it. <laughs> yeah, that's even too advanced. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's this is literally like the earliest like mm-hmm. Like Atari, first Atari level. Yes. So when he wins, Flash pulls Peter aside to brag. And Peter is like, takes a dig at his GPA because they're always making fun of Flash being dumb. Peter continues to a table in the arcade where Angelica and Bobby are studying. Why they're studying in an arcade? I don't really know. Seems like such a bad place to study. Terrible idea, but all right. Flash follows because he just really wants to brag about his video game skills. But he then asks Angelica if she can help him cram for a quiz. But she's like, dude, you don't you don't have time. They're going to close the arcade. And soon enough, like the even the arcade owner is like, we're closing in five minutes, Mm y'all. He has spent the entire time playing this video game uh, instead of studying, which granted you're in an arcade, not a library. So like, you know, doing what you're expecting to do i don't that's not really a crime like maybe you shouldn't have gone to an arcade to study it's a lot of distractions very strange (laughs) very strange but yeah so um flash is like well if i don't have enough time to study i might as well stay and get one more round of video man yes as flash begins to get in his one last round of video man we cut to some sort of control hub where we see electro watching flash on a screen Sort of presumably, or or it appears to be kind of like from the other side of the uh, video game screen, the video man screen. Sure. He says if he didn't have more important things to do, he would put the arrogant Flash in his place. He seems really bothered by Flash for no reason other than Flash is like really uh, braggadocious and, and obnoxious. I guess because he's too good at the video game that he made. <laughs> like... Yeah, actually, that's a pretty good, pretty good theory. Uh, yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. They don't really address that, but I, I would buy that 100. percent Yeah. So Electro then receives a delivery report on Video Man game cabinets, one of which went to a penthouse of a billionaire called TP Dune, one that went to a lounge at the Currency Exchange and one that went to the recreation room at Fort Richard Army Base. And all of these were accepted by the folks they were delivered to. So we we learn that he's delivering these machines all over the place, 
uh, or at least key locations. Yes. So that's when Electro declares that his plan is to unleash Video Man, the creature from the game, upon the world. Which is kind of funny because, like, I guess, well, Video Man's probably, like, on the screen when he's saying that. But uh, what that actually means to this point, you're like, oh. Oh, okay, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, because he could just be referring sure. to the game. Like, right. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know what you're going to do with these game cabinets, but sure, you unleash whatever you want, buddy. It could have easily, it could have easily been the whole, like, everyone gets addicted to the video game and for those <laughs> responsibilities in the world goes into chaos. Like, they've done that, every, like, mm-hmm. everything's on that story, so. Yeah, yeah. Very much could have been that. Yeah, but it is not that at all. No, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad. I think it's more fun than that. This one's way more fun. So as the spider friends leave the arcade, Flash runs after them and he asks Angelica again to help him study for the quiz. Bobby and Peter make fun of him for his obsession with Video Man, but Angelica, kind of like really exasperated, is just like, okay, we'll just, we'll go to the library for, she even says, we'll go to the library for a few minutes. Like, she's not going to give him very much time. But Bobby and Peter, like, misinterpret this, where he's like, Bobby's like, well, what's so great about him? Even though Angelica was clearly not really, like, she wasn't, she clearly wasn't into Flash. She was just like, oh, my God, if you shut up about this and stop bothering (laughs) me, I will help you study for, like, five minutes, and then I'm going to go home. Well, we did go a whole episode last week without Bobby and Peter, like, hornily competing over Angelica. So I guess it had to come back at least a little bit at some point. I guess so. Yeah, I guess Didn't so. have to come back, but it was going to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Pod, uh, uh, I almost said Potty. Potty? Okay, combining Pobby and Peter. Um, <laughs> oh, that's such a cute ship name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Potty. I like it. <laughs> Peter also like is, uh, I don't remember what the whole insult lead up is, but it, the, the insult leads up to Flash has nothing but meat between his ears. Which, like, that's, I know that's, like, a, re- a reference to, like, Meathead, I guess. That's always confused me or, like, bothered me, though, because, like, isn't brain technically meat? All yeah. that qualifies as meat is, like, a type of flesh. So, like, yeah, everybody's got meat between their ears. Like, yeah, I think <laughs> that's what a brain the, is. I think the brain is a muscle, technically, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So, that's so like, like, by definition, meat. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> come on, y'all. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Bobby and Peter, eh, you know, they're whatever. Their insult game isn't great. Yeah, unless they're insulting each other. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they're just so intimidated by Flash that they can't pull off a good good comeback. I guess so. So at the arcade, Electro does in fact unleash Video Man into the real world, which means that he manifests Video Man through the game cabinet into the arcade itself. So we've got this sort of very cool, like flatly animated Video Man Uh sprite i guess just walking around existing in the real world and they do a good job of like maintaining the effect of him being a flat character in a 3d world in a show that is very flat looking it's like pretty impressive uh i i like what they what they do with video man and i can see why people thought it was really cool yeah yeah they do a lot of cool things with him you're right yeah so uh, while uh flash and angelica are walking presumably to like the library or whatever to study Flash is just like, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we go play some more Video Man? Which, (laughs) bro, like, was Angelica even playing that game with you? No. Why in the world would she be interested? She, like, what? What? And the fact that, like, (sighs) this video game has him so obsessed when it's just like, you could have thought that you were going to get laid and you're still, like, Video Man. 
<laughs> like video man that's almost that's almost sweet though right it when is. when you it have is. bobby and peter like constantly feeling entitled to boning angelica it's almost sweet that flash is like you know what we could do play a video game together yeah that's true <laughs> i like it i like it it's like weird it's like out of character for like most flashes and even like this flash what we've seen before but i like yeah I like that he's just like that childlike and he just wants to play a game and that's fun. I wonder if this was a a big concern at the time. Like I wonder if the the sort of uh fear-mongering about video game addiction was instantaneous with like arcades and stuff. Probably cuz like TV addiction and TV is going to rot your brain thing was already like existing plenty of times. I think it's just like that. It always just moves to whatever the next media is. Yeah. And it is literally like a TV screen in a cabinet that they're playing on. So it's not right. that, that different. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that that, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, that fear mongering was instant. Yeah. So he wants to go out and play video man. And Angelica's like, oh, you're such a creep. And, and, That's and, like, so funny. Bails. Yeah. It's also like, Angelica, it's a little bit, uh, I mean, it's a shitty thing to do to be like, hey, let's go study. No, never mind. Let's go play a video game. Like, I get why she'd be mad. But it's like, that doesn't make him a creep, though. That just makes him, like, dumb. <laughs> I, you know what's weird, though? Like, I feel like the words freak and creep have, like, totally changed. I, I feel like, I don't know, like, creep. If I was watching a 90s sitcom, which is even a, a decade after this, and somebody called someone else a creep, I feel like it still wouldn't mean the same thing as if we called someone a creep now. Yeah, I don't I know so. exactly how to define mm. it, but it feels like less intense or less uh, – like there's less connotation there. Okay. I could buy that. Not sure how. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like she's calling him creepy, but I don't entirely know how to define what she's calling him. <laughs> yeah, it's just like another insult to throw out that doesn't really necessarily mean anything other than just meaning bad, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hmm. okay, okay, I can buy that. To do some some word research on this. Yeah, I, I'm I, curious now. I've been thinking about that with with uh, the word freaks, and, and I feel like that means something different, probably because it's embraced now to be like, yeah, I'm a freak. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, naturally she's like, no, dude. <laughs> I kind of like that she just bails on him. I do because too, she doesn't, yeah. Like, she never felt a responsibility to Flash, right? So it's not like she's going to spend time or energy trying to convince him. She's just like, no, forget it. Whatever. This is dumb. <laughs> not wasting my time. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. Flash ends up going back to the arcade on his own, which is closed, right? Does he use a key to get in or something? It's closed. I'm not sure how he gets in. I mean, I guess he just he breaks in somehow, but I'm not entirely sure how he manages that. <laughs> so obsessed with this video game, he breaks into the uh-huh. arcade minutes after he's left to play more. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Boy's got a problem. Yes. Yes. Call your mom, man. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but he doesn't get a chance to play Video Man because Video Man is there to play him. Oh, damn. <laughs> so the actual Video Man is there, but, you know, Flash is understandably freaked out about mm-hmm. who he screams. Angelica hears him scream and, and runs back to the arcade where she sees Flash thrown out of the arcade across yeah. the street into a fence, breaking the fence. And somehow his back isn't totally broken. Yeah. When I first watched it, I thought Video Man was like, just like gently levitating him out of the building. (laughs) But then you see him crash into the fence and you're like, oh no, that was forceful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So just as Angelica gets there and is like, oh shit, this is for real. And begins to transform into Firestar, Flash, without a broken back, as you said, stands up to see the transformation in full and realizes 
oh dang, Angelica and Firestar are one and the same. So he sees that uh, that she turns into Firestar and then watches Firestar attempt to stop Video Man. So she, she tries to stop Video Man's blast with her fire powers, a big old fire shield, but the blasts go right through him. So she then tries to shoot at Video Man, but it goes right through his body. So nothing she's doing is working against Video Man, which sucks. Yes, it does suck. So I like that. I like that Video Man is actually really seems very formidable, like right from the get go, because uh, they like yep. literally can't do anything to him. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So Flash runs back into the arcade, uh, wanting to get on the action, I guess. But as soon as he runs in there, Video Man shoots him with a beam that. So we see that it transports him into like the game cabinet. So he's like now a little sprite on the game, Aww. but it's cute. Um, and like he can't get, he's even like banging on what like the glass to get out. I don't think Firestar thinks this. I think that she thinks that he just was disintegrated there. Interesting. It's not clear because you can take it a, mo- a couple of ways. I think because there's such a big pause and like all we see is like Flash get hit by beams mm-hmm. and he just like flashes a few times and disappears. And then we see a sprite pop up on the game cabinet. But, like, we see that because of the audience. If you're Firestar, you're just seeing Flash disappear. She's probably not looking at the video game cabinet. Yeah. And it makes her seem less reckless for what happens next because, like, Flash disappears. So she starts, like, uh, attempting to blast Video Man again, but it goes through him and destroys the cabinet that Flash was transported into, which is horrifying. And you could read it as that she was just trying to hit the Video Man and accidentally hits the cabinet, but I feel like (laughs) she's seen the fire blast go through Video Man before. If she knew Flash was in the cabinet, she wouldn't be, like, aiming where that is. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense, because it's made clear that Angelica thinks Flash was killed or destroyed but i just attributed it to her having destroyed the cabinet that he was in right you can easily read it that way yeah i didn't even think about the fact that she probably thought he was already dead yeah <laughs> or yeah. disappeared or disintegrated or whatever right and and if they knew that he could be transported into like a game cabinet or whatever like i don't yeah. know they could have come up with a plan of like well let's get hit to go into the game and rescue somebody or whatever you know <laughs> like then they never think to do that because i they, i don't think anybody realizes what's happening until yeah. later on no that makes so much sense i didn't even think of that as a problem and i don't think it necessarily is a problem but it it, it ends up making a lot more sense that yeah. way it makes firestar look less reckless <laughs> yeah think, thinking of it that way yeah yeah, definitely. And I think it, it, it helps to understand, helps to, doesn't fully, but helps to understand her sort of minimal reaction to Flash being destroyed. Like she thinks about it, but I, I think if she felt like she were responsible, it would be a very different reaction than what we actually get. Yeah, yeah. Instead, it's just like, oh, shit, this, up, this ups the stakes. Yeah, <laughs> and she doesn't yeah. tell And she doesn't tell Peter or Bobby what happens either. She just tells him that he got Flash. Like, yeah. she doesn't tell him that he was transported into a game. So, I, right. yeah, I, I don't think she has had any idea hmm. that that was a thing that happened. That's a great point. Damn. Okay, cool. No, I like, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So... After after she destroys that cabinet, Video Man escapes the arcade through an electrical outlet to an alley outside where he proceeds to escape further through the telephone wires. So not only is he sort of intangible, um, he also is able to travel through electrical devices, which is pretty cool. I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're really, like you said, formidable, formidable opponent. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, traveling through wires is something that Electro, I know, has done in some iterations. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's kind of cool that they're doing an Electro story, but like making it even, (laughs) even harder, like making the the villain they're facing even stronger than just Electro. Yeah. So Firestar, like we said, notifies Bobby and Peter of what's going on. And it's like, video man's real and he killed Flash. We got to do something about it. So Bobby and Peter suit up and they find video man at the Osborne Science Building Physics Lab, which is nearby. And they run off to confront him. Back at Electro's base, we learn that Electro transferred Flash to one of his base's consoles. So even though Angelica might not have known he was in that cabinet, we didn't know that Flash survived the cabinet blowing up until now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Flash has been been transferred, I guess, because he's technically Data at this point, <laughs> into Electro's headquarters. So what Electro actually does with Flash is put him into a game called Pongo. And this is his way of sort of putting Flash in his place, like he mentioned earlier. Uh, Essentially, Pongo is just Pong, if you've seen that. There are two paddles, one on either side, and a ball bouncing back and forth in between them. And how Flash plays into this is that each time the Pongo ball collides with Flash, Electro gets one point. And when Electro reaches 100 points, Flash will be destroyed. And I have to say... Flash getting hit with the Pongo ball is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It's terrible, but it's adorable. It's like, it's horrifying to think, like, is he in a lot of immense pain every time he gets hit? If he is, that's sad. But we don't know that for sure, so it's cute when we see it. <laughs> yeah, his frame rate is so Atari that it's adorable. It is. It is. <laughs> now, a couple things about Electro. I really like him. It's dumb. But I, it's at least in this scene in particular, because again, just like every villain in this show, he's like super theatrical or whatever. Like oh, we're used yeah. to that. We're used to that. When he's talking to Slash about Flash, he like repeats himself a bunch of times. So he's like, he's like explaining like, uh, when you get to 100 points, you'll lose. You'll really lose <laughs> your life. Like he had to like think about it for a second, but then he keeps restating it. And then he's like, and then he's like, then he's like. Yes, when you get to 100 points, you will just be scattered into just electrons, scattered into oblivion. And it's like, you've just, you basically have said that when he gets to 100 points, he'll die like three times at this point. (laughs) (laughs) He just really needs Flash to understand. You You will die, Flash. (laughs) You will die. (laughs) It's like a little overstated, but okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, back in the physics lab, a Firestar and Iceman, um, again, they're attempting to bat- blast Video Man with their powers, but they're both ineffective. Um, he's basically intangible or incorporeal or whatever. They never learn this lesson no. No, either. They keep, they keep shooting him with stuff, and it never works. What, what yeah. are you thinking? I'm hoping that <laughs> the next time they meet him, they, they don't try this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Electro instructs Video Man to grab the alloy. Um, Spider-Man, who was, you know, of course... Uh, Unable to hear Electro's instructions, it still realizes that Video Man is stealing what he calls space alloy, which doesn't make sense later on for when he describes what all was stolen. But anyway, um, (laughs) but before the spider friends can stop him, Video Man travels again through an electrical outlet and goes back to Electro's base with this space alloy. 
Which means Video Man is not only capable of traveling himself through these means, but he's able to turn other things into a state in which they can travel as well. Yeah, dude's wires. Way OP. Like he's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Dang. yeah. Very, very cool. Yes. But very, very scary. <laughs> mm hmm. So back at the Parker residence, uh, Angelica finally has a moment to sort of lament the fact that Flash has been destroyed, but she doesn't really get to grieve properly because Aunt May interrupts with an emergency. The television is broken and she can't watch her stories, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Why Peter goes to the roof for some reason to like, not the roof, he goes to the ceiling for a second to like look at a light. Like he climbs up onto the ceiling and you see him approach a light. He doesn't say what he's doing. You don't see him do anything. It's only specifically so Aunt May can be confused as to why Peter's not there. And then he has to, like, jump down behind her and be like, here I am. Like, Yeah. <laughs> there weren't enough, like, silly antics in this episode. So they insert all of them, like, right here. Yeah. Because then, because, yeah, because a similar situation happens in, like, three seconds. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, annoying because it's like, come on, just chill out. <laughs> yeah. I kind of love seeing Peter just, like, crawl up the wall and on the ceiling in his, like, everyday clothes and like leather I shoes do. though <laughs> i do too i love it i love it yeah i love whenever his like his uh his his civilian character model does spider-man stuff mm-hmm. we don't see it enough in this show no we don't see peter nearly as much as we see spider-man i feel like in this show <laughs> oh definitely yeah yeah so peter goes to look at the tv for aunt may and he's like you're gonna need an electrician aunt may i can't do anything and that's when it like kind of cues him into like electrician electro it's gotta be electro so with that knowledge peter runs back up to his room or i guess their room we've never really really settled that but (laughs) back up to the bedroom and activates all their secret headquarters equipment so that they can do more research about electro but aunt may interrupts with snacks so iced tea and banana bread to be exact which sounds delightful classic combo you know goes together like Iceman and captain america (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so aunt may and ms lion uh enter the room and antics ensue basically miss lion runs into the room as all of the computer stuff is going back to like hidden mode or whatever and ms lion jumps behind one of the consoles so she gets like trapped behind the wall so when aunt may comes in she hears ms lion barking but is like where'd she go so i don't remember who it is that distracts aunt may but while aunt may is distracted Peter retrieves Ms. Lion and then throws Ms. Lion across the room to whomever is distracting Aunt May so that they can be like, here she is. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, that's part of the antics. It's the only reason I'm OK with the antics is because they throw Ms. Lion across the room. Hilarious. Which is hilarious. Don't do with real dogs, but yeah. definitely do with cartoon dogs. Miss Lion is able to like thrive when she's like webbed up, like flying away from an explosion. Like she can handle this. Most she can dogs handle can't. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's got a very, very serious heart. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you guys shouldn't have chosen to have your like secret headquarters in the house with the lady that never knocks and always barges in with stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Oh, yep. man. Yep. Peter should know better. (laughs) Well, they do manage to get rid of Aunt May uh, by suggesting that she watch her soap opera at, I believe, once again, Ms. Newton's. Is oh, that her yeah. friend? Um, no, 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 no. He doesn't. He doesn't mention Miss Newton was the last episode, but this time he says Miss Watson. I think. Oh, it's a yeah. different friend. Ms. Yeah, Watson. he says Miss okay. Watson. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Well, Aunt May has many friends, and she agrees that watching the soap opera there would be a good solution. So she she does exit, and they can continue their research. Um, their research is so funny to me. All the research in this episode is hilarious because they pull up their computer. They're sort of like, you know, Batcave equipment and just search literally Electro's name. And the computer's like, ah, yes, Electro. He invented Video Man, the game. <laughs> We don't know where he is, but here's everywhere that he sent one of the video man cabinets. So Electro Damn, like computer. Copyright, I know. Electro like copyrighted <laughs> the game like under himself. Okay, Seems buddy. Seems like a really poor move. It does. It does for his secret plan. Also, I know that this is just because it's like 1981 and they even did this in the 90s show. But the way that Peter looks up Electro is by spelling out each letter one by one and saying it out loud as he's spelling E. L E until the word electro occupies the entire Tire computer screen. screen. <laughs> there is no search bar. There is no like input oh command. I love just the enormous word electro. <laughs> I love I love old technology in cartoons uh-huh. in all in every in all media. Old te- yeah, oh, technology yeah. is so horrifically done in everything, and it's so great. I love it. Oh yes. Oh yes. So. Using this information, the delivery information, the spider friends decide to split up and investigate one location each. So Spider-Man says he'll go to the penthouse. Iceman says he'll go to the currency exchange. And Angelica says she will go to the army base. Yes, 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 yes. So at the currency exchange, Iceman doesn't find a video man, but he does happen to be there when a robbery is there with robbers who were saying, everybody freeze, you're going to get gas bombed. Oh, God. My goodness. <laughs> right. Like We're going to rob Lord. this bank, and if you don't cooperate, we're going to commit war crimes. <laughs> I know. Jeez. Good Lord. Okay. All right. Better than guns? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> is it? Like I'm not in, sure. In, in, for like S&P rules, I guess it is. Yeah. I guess it, and it depends on the gas. It could just be like knockout gas it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean it's like mustard gas i guess true, so true <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he's there at the army base firestar doesn't find video man but they are testing a heat-seeking missile of course <laughs> firestar hey you want to help us out it's funny it's so funny because they like launch the heat-seeking missile and then it's like turning back to like hit them and the army guy is like but that's impossible. And then he does this long pause, hard turn to Firestar, and then turns back being like, I mean, unless it's coming after you, Firestar. <laughs> you literally asked her to help you. <laughs> it can hardly be her fault. <laughs> right, right. Well, that sequence is funny because basically once they realize that, she like flies away from them, which is responsible. And then the missile chases her and she says the you know, the hotter she gets, the more aggressive the missile gets, and she ends up blowing it up with uh basically she makes like a big fire shield and it, it hits the fire shield instead. Sure. It's so pretty cool sequence, I guess. Productive. Totally unnecessary, but pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so back at the currency exchange, because we don't we don't see what Peter's doing right away. We just kind of go between uh, Iceman and Firestar for a little bit. So back at the currency exchange, just as Iceman is being shown the Video Man game cabinet that was apparently an anonymous gift, like they just accepted this anonymous gift uh, <laughs> at the currency exchange of a video game console. <laughs> like Army sure. Base, I get. 
they, like it's a cool like donation for the the soldiers to have like downtime stuff. And we see that it's in like a rec room. Like right. we, we later see that it's in like a room with like snacks and coffee and stuff like that. So that makes sense. But currency what? exchange Current is the why? is the currency exchange just like before their time in the way that like mo- a lot of modern like companies like tech companies have like their like we're a chill workplace and we have like video games in our workplace that you can play on your downtime. Like, is that what the currency exchange uh, was in 1981? I mean, <laughs> maybe that's not where I thought you were going with it, but maybe I figured you were going to say like, were they just sort of like embracing technology as it came to be like ahead of things or whatever, in which case maybe, but no, I like the idea that they're just like Google, but in 1981, <laughs> the currency <laughs> exchange is Google in 1981. Yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> So, so he's, he's being shown this, this, uh, gaming cabinet and as he's sort of investigating it, the actual video man jumps out of the cabinet back into the real world. Um, he attempts to freeze video man, but fails obviously, (laughs) and is instead transported into a console at Electro's base. Video man then proceeds to steal a large pile of gold bars from the exchange with Iceman out of the way. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello, amazing friends. We'd just like to take a minute to give a special thank you to our spectacular and up patrons, Gemma Nicole and Katie. And if you are interested in becoming a patron, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers. We have three different tiers that you can opt into, the first of which is our $1 tier where you get early access to episodes, a bunch of Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes such as our Spider Bite mini-episodes, you get to participate in our Walloping Word Snappers interactive improv game, and you get your own random villain alter ego. If you join us at our spectacular level at $5, you will get all previous rewards in addition to our monthly After Dark commentary episodes, a downloadable high-quality poster of our logo art, a personal on-air shout-out on each episode we record while you're a patron, and a Twitter shout-out and Twitter and Instagram follow once you become a patron. And if you really love what we're doing and you want to be a part of it, you can join our amazing tier at $30, where if you stick around at that amazing tier, you could guest on the episode. That's right. You could be on an episode of Walloping Web Snappers to talk about anything that you would like that is in the Spider-Man canon or mythos. So at the end of the day, it's you guys who lets us keep doing what we're doing. So thank you for that. No matter what level you're able to contribute, or if you're just an avid listener who's stopping by, trust us, your friendly neighborhood podcast hosts, thank you. Thanks. Back at the army base, nearly the exact same thing happens. Uh, So Firestar is shown the cabinet. Video man comes through the cabinet. Firestar fails to stop him with her powers, as usual. What did you expect, Firestar? She should know by now. She's usually way smarter than this. (laughs) Right, right. Video Man hits her and also transfers her into a console at Electro's base. And then Video Man steals a large pile of metal, this time being copper wiring. So now we get to see what Spider-Man is up to at T.P. Dune's penthouse. I didn't look into who T.P. Dune was, if anybody. I just looked to see that I got the name right. Do you know if this is anybody or is this just like a inside reference for production? I'm going to Google it right now because I didn't even think about I didn't even really pay attention to who the name was. If I do a quick Google of T.P. Dune, nothing comes up. Okay. 
Because um, the only reason yeah. I double checked was because I thought they were saying the billionaire something something Doom, and I was like, are they really delivering a game cabinet to Doctor Doom and playing <laughs> it off like he's just some billionaire? So that's the only reason I looked. That's funny. I wonder what the reference is, uh, because that name had to come from somewhere. I even searched TP Dune billionaire, and uh, huh. the game TP Tycoon is the uh, first. Hmm. First, and then T. Boone Pickens of the Washington Post? Or no, Washington Post quote about him as another billionaire. But yeah, I have no idea. Strange. All right. Well, yeah. some some billionaire named T.P. Dune. Sure. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man is at this, this person's penthouse and finds that T.P. has a personal arcade full of gaming cabinets, uh, including Video Man, which is actually given the context, like pretty impressive and the type of thing only a billionaire probably could have. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like a whole arcade in his penthouse. As we now expect video man transports through the video man cabinet uh, and confronts Spider-Man. And again, as we expect, Spider-Man is unable to hit Video Man with his powers, uh, but he does manage to avoid being captured in kind of a cool way that gives us a clue as to how they could attempt to combat Video Man in the future. Basically, what Spider-Man does is he, like, webs a game cabinet behind Video Man and tries to pull it through Video Man, which sort of causes Video Man to, like, glitch out, for lack of a better term, and kind of throws Video Man off, which gives Spider-Man the ability to to sort of avoid being beamed into a console. Yes, yes. I just want to add, some of the things in this, like, kind of personal arcade that he's in... Ooh, I'm so glad you looked at this, because I did not. I don't think I caught every single video game name because some are a little hard to see. But first of all, there is a framed painting or print or something of a green moose just on the wall. Cool. Cool. The names of some games that are in this arcade are Purple Menace, <laughs> Deep Dive, oh. Razor Balls, oh. and Wiz. Just like W-H-I-Z. Oh. <laughs> I like Razor Balls and Wiz being like right next to each other too. TP. <laughs> what are you into, buddy? Oh my. <laughs> what kind of games do you collect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Razor balls. I love that. Wow. Wiz. Is Good it like old the, whiz. the male version of the movie Teeth? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now, I, now I'm now i mad we don't know more about TP Dune. Although, I guess that just means we can build whatever backstory uh, for TP that we'd like. Yeah. Yeah. His name is TP. Like, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. TP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, cool. Spider-Man kind of sort of beat Video Man a little bit for a second. But Video Man is still able to make off with a big pile of silver, bar- silver bars. And then Electro delivers a message through a cabinet screen to Spidey, saying, I have your friends. You are next, Electro. I like the, I, I like the he signs his name at the end. Signed Electro. Yes. And then, taking a page out of Chameleon's book, uh, it's like, I'm just going to blow him up. So he blows up the cabinet uh, Spidey is standing at, believing to have destroyed him. Yep. Yes. These villains really need to check their work. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I want to say, too, it's either it, – there's a couple of times when this happens. I don't remember if it's here or, like, before or after. But at least two times we get a close-up of, of Electro when he laughs, when he has this oh, big villain laugh. Yep. He laughs through his teeth. It's a yeah. closed-mouth smile, and he has a full-on, like, bellowing laugh. 
I almost grabbed that for face of the episode because it's so <laughs> prominent. It's so it happens multiple times and it is so absurd. We'll have to tweet a picture of it anyway, just because. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. It happens more than once. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so back at Electro's base, Firestar, Iceman, and Flash continue trying to survive the video games in which they're trapped, which is such a cool concept. Yeah. I really, really enjoy this as a part of Electro's plan. I I don't know why Electro is involved in video games. I don't know what his motivation for that is (laughs) other than to eventually steal all the power from the city. Seems pretty disconnected, but I don't care because it's such a cool idea. And it's funny, too, because this is... I mean, gosh, this is like 25, 30 years before the movie Wreck-It Ralph, which is all about game jumping. And that's kind of what they're doing in this episode. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think the only reason they don't do it more is just because video games are so new and there's like so few of them. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So basically, I mean, Flash is still in Pongo, but Firestar and Iceman are in, I don't remember what their first game is called. It might be called, uh, shoot, he said it, but I don't remember what it is. But it's basically asteroids. If you ever had had asteroids on like a very old computer, that's pretty much what they're in. Yeah. Uh, trying to avoid both the asteroids and uh, gunfire from like spaceships and stuff. Well, Firestar realizes that their powers work inside the game, which gives them a pretty significant advantage. But as they realize that they can do that, and as they stop all the asteroids and, and spaceships shooting them, Electro changes their game, which again is such a cool and menacing thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you figured that one out, but guess what? There's another one. So they're transported into a racing game where I think he says they have 30 seconds to finish the race or else they'll die or something. Yeah, yes, that's exactly <laughs> but it's just like what a, it is. <laughs> yeah, like a wire model racing game, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, they're literally like just in a, in a convertible car, yeah. just driving uh, on a road. <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah. I love their models while they're in the game. They're like so their cute. little wireframe models. I know, everything inside the video games is adorable. Yes, yes, I love it. So good. Mm-hmm. We get a few cuts back and forth after this. Uh, so after the bill- at the billionaire's penthouse, Spider-Man, um, of course, has survived. His spider sense was tingling, so he knew to, like, defend himself or whatever. He's in the rubble, but he's fine. Yeah. He vows to get back at Electro. So cut back to the racing game. Iceman uses his ice powers to make sure that they don't, like, careen off of a broken bridge, and they are able to win the race. And back at the army base... Spider-Man realizes that, um, like, he, he kind of puts the pieces together with the uh, the items that Electro stole, which was, like, gold, silver, and copper, I think, are the only, are the only ones he references. Like. And this, well, he references those specifically, but he does mention what he says is the alloy. So I'm assuming he's just mentioning the space alloy That's the thing informally. that confuses me because he's sort of like, oh, it's like gold and silver are, like, great conductors and then copper is a... Um, uh oh my god what's the word in no not inductor um insulin insulator or whatever oh i thought he oh man this is me not paying enough attention because i was like science boring but i thought he said the alloy was the insulator no i think it's the copper copper was right because isn't that true copper isn't isn't a conductor right i have no that's idea. that's because that's why copper wire is a thing it's Right? I'm going to look that up right now. I thought I don't it was a conductor, wrong. but I don't know anything about how any of this shit works. Copper, <laughs> I conductor. never made a light with a potato, so. Well, I never did I either, actually. Is <laughs> copper a conductor? Let me, Todd, I feel like this is the uh, United States elect- uh, uh, education system. Public Here's education the moment system of the board. podcast where people are screaming at us at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> co- co- oh my god, just fucking tell me. Metal such copper typify conductors. Oh, okay. Well, most non-metallic solids are said to be good insulators. Okay, never mind. Maybe I was just uh, wrong. Yeah, copper electrical <laughs> wire. Never mind. It is a uh, conductor. I looked up now. Cool. I thought that Spider-Man said that copper was not a conductor, but I guess that makes more sense if it is in the space alloy is an insulator. Okay. Yeah, I I think Whatever. that's I think that's the case because then they don't have to explain what the space alloy is. Yeah. Just like, oh, it's a uh, thing that keeps Jesus things Christ. from exploding. Yeah, well, We're getting too like, hot. Shame will be kept in for the whole world to hear now that I don't know what kind of metals are conductors. Who who cares? <laughs> Do we need to know that in our everyday lives? <laughs> I'm a writer and a podcaster. I don't need to know what the, how the fuck electricity works, <laughs> even though I use electricity for everything, I guess. Books are not made of conductive metal. Yeah, right. I don't need to know what metals conduct or not. <laughs> Either way, in the context of this episode, all of these pieces fit together because Spider-Man realizes you can use it to build a transformer, or a super transformer specifically. Super transformer. And as he's say, <laughs> as he's describing all this, the military guy literally—they literally cut him scratching his head. So it's like you're not supposed to know, I guess, what Spider-Man's talking about. It's fine. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of army guys just like staring at him, <laughs> just like, oh, okay, can we get back to our game now? <laughs> oh boy all right fine (laughs) so at electro's base uh firestar and iceman learn not only can they use their powers in the video game console screens they can travel between the consoles through the wiring and make their way to flash's pongo game and they do that just before he's hit for the 100th time so they've saved flash yay Mm mm-hmm When they arrive in the Pongo game and Flash is saved, he calls Firestar by her secret identity, Angelica, and Firestar has to explain to Iceman that Flash did in fact see her transform. So they're like, oh no, that's bad. (laughs) But they don't have time to really think about that. I think Firestar even says like, we'll deal with that later. Yes. Because they have to figure out how to stop Electro. Mm -hmm. Elsewhere in the city, Spider-Man arrives at a location his computer identified as the ideal place to steal the large amounts of electricity. This computer is fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's like just a psychic computer that knows everything. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's a little little much. (laughs) Can you imagine if Spider-Man ran into the police and they were like, how did you know Electro was here? And Spider-Man was like, my computer told me this was the ideal place to steal lots of electricity. (laughs) What? Your computer figures out the best places to commit massive crimes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like It makes sense, but it sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof, yep, that's terrifying. So I will say, too, when he's swinging, swinging around the city, there's like a brief shot of a billboard that he swings past. That's like, it looks like it's for like a hairspray ad because it's got a lady with big hair holding a canister of spray stuff. Uh-huh. But the spray canister literally just says hot on it. <laughs> That's amazing. Use this spray to get hot. (laughs) Wherever you want. (laughs) Arms aren't hot, spray it on your arms. Face ain't hot, spray it on your face. Like, (laughs) I love that. It's hot spray, duh, mom. Hot spray. (laughs) I'm going to get hot. Talk about hot girl summer. Oh, yes. We got it in a can. Oh, yes. 
Yes, and that was the summer the ozone actually died. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yep. So uh, when he gets there, he, his spider sense or Spider Man gets there, his spider sense activates, letting him know that he is on the trail of Electro correctly. Which is when we cut back to Electro's base, where he explains that his Alpha Transformer will allow him to harness the electrical power of an entire city. But as he monologues, as, as he is wont to do, he notices Firestar and Iceman traveling through the wiring. So he, uh, he stops them and puts them in the game Meteors of Doom, a game he claims they cannot win. Yes, I think uh, it's, it's like a real ramped up version of the first game they were in, but way more intense. Yes, yes. And I think he says, like, it's not only is it hard, but it's, like, set to shut down. So no matter what, like, they're just sort of screwed. <laughs> yes, yes. And I love, I do like the uh, their little sprites as they're traveling through the wires. It's just, like, little, like a little red and white light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, like, tries to, like, shoot at him a couple of times, too. And so they have to, like, dodge his beams as they're just, like, little bits of light. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a funny way to portray it. Yeah, I like it. It's weird how much, like, just adorable stuff is happening in this episode with Electro and a weird incorporeal (laughs) video man. (laughs) And like, yeah. And like existential horror as their like bodies are destroyed and they're turned into like energy that has like, that's like at the whim of of this madman. (laughs) Yep. Well, nearby Flash decides, oh wait, if they can travel through the wiring, surely I can too. So he attempts to escape his Pongo game. He's just not all that great at it. So he's like, he manages to get out of the Pongo game, but he's, like, bouncing around all the wiring and making, like, funny flash noises while he does it. <laughs> but he gets out, you know. It just it's, it struggles a little bit. Mm-hmm. And while he's doing that, Electro begins to drain the power that he intends to drain from the city. Yes, he does. Back outside, as the power goes out across the city, Spider-Man identifies a light that hasn't entirely gone out, which is like, oh, well... That must be the light that is covering Electro's base, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of hard to understand. I think, like, I I kind of understand what they were getting at, but it feels like it's too micro. You know what I mean? Like, if if he were, like, on top of a skyscraper and he saw the whole city go down, but he saw that there was, like, one area that was last or one area that was flickering or something like that. I get what they're going for, but it's funny because it's like all the streetlights go out except for one. And he's like, ah, yes, that's where the, all the power is concentrated. Yeah, it's one streetlight. And then he just like lifts it out of the ground. <laughs> I do love that. He just bear hugs it and pulls it right out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So good. And also when he pulls it out of the ground, it is the entrance to Electro's base, by yeah. the way. So, hey, just like you know. A, like a tunnel just directly to the ceiling of sure. Electro's base. You sure. think it'd be a little bit more underground than that. But nope, it's like yep. five feet from the sidewalk. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Spidey just like jumps right in and he's like, all right, well, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Video Man attempts to uh, prevent him from interrupting Electro's power drain, of course. And meanwhile, Flash like finally like bumbles his way out of uh, out of his game and into Meteors of Doom. But he's carrying one of the Pongo paddles, which is a which is cool. I like I like this uh, interplay between the mechanics of two different games. Even though the games are very simple, the idea of him bringing a Pongo paddle with him into this like asteroids game is really cool. And then he uses it to like protect Firestar and Iceman from the meteors, and I guess it like reflects them back into the the ships that were shooting them out, and uh, blows everything up and yeah. saves them. 
Yeah, it's uh, I like this sort of gradual realization that they're not just trapped in the game. They've become part of the game so they can interact with the game however they want. Right. Um, which is cool. They don't really like call it out. It's just a thing you sort of witness over the course of the episode. Yeah. They only really call it out once when Firestar is like, I can use my powers. And then after that, they just sort of freely explore and move about. And it's not like they can suddenly do everything. They still sort of test things and sort of push a little bit to figure out what they can and can't do but i like the interplay as well i think it's 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 yes. neat and i'm i'm hoping that that uh makes a return with the character of video man because yeah. i'd love to see more games that they come up with yeah yeah totally totally after he saves them he immediately just like almost passes out because he's like muttering and like <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> oh my god what huh <laughs> like it's funny because there's like little moments where like flash is actually like pretty cool in this and then like there's other moments where they just like do him so dirty oh yeah this is total brickhead <laughs> yeah but even though he saved them, uh, the game still begins to shut down, just like Electro said it would, ensuring the destruction of all three of them once more. Yes. Well, Spider-Man and Video Man continue to clash with the occasional interjection from Electro. So Electro is in this sort of like cage looking thing in the middle of the room. And it is just sapping the power from the city and putting it into him. But while that's happening, he's also able to, like, shoot electrical bolts from where he is without interrupting the process. So Video Man's shooting stuff at Spider-Man. Electro's trying to also shoot stuff at Spider-Man. Um, and eventually, Video Man and Electro's blasts cross. Classic. And the Super Transformer explodes. Like <laughs> It causes an explosion. Um, and it takes out most of the base's equipment with it. Luckily, it doesn't take out Meteors of Doom. So even though Meteors of Doom is shutting down, the console was not destroyed. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yes, which allows for Spider-Man to free the three of them who are trapped inside. Somehow. Basically just like stops it from shutting down and then they can just jump out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like is there just an eject button on the console that he can press or something? Like, it's not clear how he lets them out. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But okay, cool. Yeah, did it, yep. buddy. <laughs> Good um, job, once dude. once they return to the real world, um Firestar and Iceman <laughs> learned that in his clumsy attempt to reach them through the wiring, somehow Flash's memory was wiped, I guess. Oh, I okay. think that what it's supposed to be is like because he was bumbling around so much, he was like <laughs> being concussed in the wiring. Oh, like, God, I guess. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he was like hitting so much stuff and then just like fumbled his way into their game. Yeah, I guess. And considering the way that he was like muttering and stuff after he saves them in Pongo, like, I guess like that's to imply that he has some kind of brain injury, I guess. Like, I think that's what they were getting at. <laughs> either that or that this is such an intense trauma response from him being in this like horrible situation that he's like instantly blacked out what just happened. I, I, I want to say that's better, but. But it's very know. clear later that he has experienced, like, really deep trauma. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, like... Kind of terrible all around, where it's right. like, oh, man, I... Ugh, poor poor Flash? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh he really gosh. got fucked over this time. <laughs> and they're, like, happy about it. They're like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I know. Thank goodness he has some kind of traumatic brain injury. Cool. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, the episode ends with Flash once again playing games in the arcade, this time a game called Zap, uh, not Video Man, but he is still bragging to his friends that he saved Spider-Man. He claims that Spider-Man told him that he was able to help him because he was so good at games or something like that, which is so dumb. <laughs> so, so dumb. <laughs> but in any case, annoyed with his bragging, Angelica says, watch this. And says to Flash, hey, Miss Lion wants to challenge you, Flash, to a game of Pongo, which basically, like, legitimately triggers Flash into having, like, some sort of horrible traumatic episode. And he, like, runs out of the the arcade. And that's... And that's how the episode ends. Laughing. My <laughs> one note for that scene is just the word assholes. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. And not only are they assholes, for one moment, Flash is like, oh my gosh, Pongo, that's right. I remember. And they're like, not worried about his, his episode that he's having. They're worried that maybe he remembers Angelica's identity. And then, no, 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 everything's fine. He's just having like a horrible flashback and running off. <laughs> God. We're safe. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Dicks. This is definitely one of those sort of like rewatching Power Rangers moments where you think like maybe Peter and Bobby are actually the assholes and Flash is kind of a victim here. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like how poorly like Bulk and Skull actually get treated yes! like proportionally to like the few yes! times. They're like bullies sometimes <laughs> but most of the time. They're just yeah. like shamed and like humiliated in front of people constantly for no reason right and everyone's like they deserve it because they look weird (laughs) you're like oh flash deserves traumatic brain injury because he's a jock you're like oh my god spider friends examine yourselves goodness i know they should be the ones to eat some razor balls like yeah my goodness (laughs) wow Yes, 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 yes. Well, we have some faces of the episode for this one. A lot of good faces. usual, a lot of them you collected. I didn't do anything for this. This is all (laughs) you, man. And there's a lot of them. I'm impressed. There's so many good ones. The first one is just, uh, it's it's right before the video man cabinet explodes in Spider-Man's face. And his spider sense is going like totally wild. But in this show, his spider sense is just indicated by his eyes glowing. (laughs) So there's like, (laughs) there's a moment where Spider-Man is just like staring at a video game console with his eyes like totally glowing. Kind of looks like he's uh, hypnotized by the video game. Might be time to step away, Spidey. Take a break. Take a break. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Yes. The other one I love that you pulled... We've talked about it before, but the sprites of Firestar and Iceman in the game are adorable. Mm -hmm. So cute. Uh, But the particular face, when they started using their powers, like after they've been in the game for a very long time, only just realizing like, oh, (laughs) we could have been using our powers the entire time. (laughs) They do like an office fourth wall break where they both just like pause and look (laughs) directly at the camera like, oh. Okay, (laughs) I guess we will proceed. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. And then, of course, like any time they do a close-up of Flash is amazing because they always... They always do a close-up when he's reacting in some dramatic way. So, like, when he's afraid, when he's confused or dumbfounded, at the end when he's having a horrible flashback. It's just, like, (laughs) such a well-defined, like, face structure. Like, his 
his chin and his cheekbones. There's a line for everything on that face. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and then this isn't really a face of the episode because it's pretty brief. But I, when I saw it, I was like, I need to pause and go back. In the army base, when Spider-Man is like examining the video game cabinet um, and figuring out Electro's plan, I mentioned there's like all these army guys just sort of like stopping and staring at him. At the very beginning of that scene, before they even pan over to Spider-Man, there's this, like, incredibly detailed, like, sort of Hayao Miyazaki-looking dude. Like, literally looks like Hayao Miyazaki, not, like, in the style of Miyazaki, who's just, like, drinking a cup of coffee. Like, just, hey, we all experienced video man trauma, but at least I've got my Joe. (laughs) It's so good. And it's just so much detail on a character that's on screen for like half a second and never mentioned. That's one of those where I wonder if like, was that a cameo of like one of the animators or writers or something? Because like, it's so, yeah, it's so so specific, detailed model. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I, (laughs) when I saw it, I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) Yeah. It's too specific, too specific not to be somebody. Right. Right. That's so funny. Yeah, Video Man. That was fun. I liked this one. Yeah, I think this is a really fun episode. I think this is the type of fun that I'm hoping for whenever we do talk about uh, Amazing Friends. Yeah. Uh, I think, unlike last week's, the concept for this was fun, and the execution was mostly fun the whole way through. Sure. Um, They do cool things with it. I think knowing that Video Man comes back, I hope that they sort of push it even further, because I think knowing what we know now about video games... Um, and hopefully with just a little bit more knowledge and realizing that people really liked this, they kind of went further with it and explored even more games. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that's their reason for bringing it back. And uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, cool concept, cool execution, fun stuff. Excited for more. Yeah, me too. Me too. I like this one. And we walked away with our sanity. Uh-huh. That's nice. Yes. Yes. Feels good. I like watching an Amazing Friends episode that's, like, weird and maybe, like, a little dumb, but, like, <laughs> fun. All, like, fun because of those things, not, like, insanity-inducing. So yeah. that's what you want. Mm-hmm. For things that aren't insanity-inducing and that are fun and sometimes weird, you can find us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers, where we have lots of bonus episodes and commentaries and little extra goodies to offer you that's fun to listen to that's only accessible if you're a patron. Um, we look at, like, movies, comics, other TV shows that aren't even Spider-Man related but are, like, tangentially related to things we mentioned. Lots of stuff like that. So please check us out on our Patreon Otherwise, if you would like to find us on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale and also on YouTube under my video essay series entitled Second Chance, which looks at bad or divisive media from a positive lens. What about you, Doug? You can find me on Twitter at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y, talking about whatever I'm doing, playing, reading, watching. And if you like Pokemon stuff, you can find me on another podcast here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon just sort of as we feel like it. 
And if you would like more stuff from Walloping Web Snappers, like we said, you can join our Patreon over at patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers. You can access most of that content for just $1. You can also follow Walloping Web Snappers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the handle at wallopingwebpod, or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. If you've ever thought, I'd love to send them fan art, but I'm not a good artist. Let me tell you, Video Man, perfect fan art for anyone who's not confident <laughs> in their drawing abilities. Yes. Very easy. I might have to doodle some myself. Yes. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to Walloping Web Snappers. It's very helpful to us. It's very helpful for others looking for new Spider-Man content like us. And if you write us a review, whether it's good, bad, somewhere in the middle, we will read it dramatically on our social media. All of it. We'll read anything. We'll read whatever you write. Yeah. And next week, we hope you'll join us once again as we hop onto a spaceship to counter Earth as we take on, finally, I'm so excited, Spider-Man Unlimited. I'm so pumped. This is, I, it's going to get weird and complicated. Ah, uh, uh, can't wait. I will see you. <laughs> see ya. Hold on one sec. Sure. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing upstairs. Let's see if I can hear it on my end. Turn up the volume. What the fuck?